The good people effect is something very special that happens when we surround ourselves with the right people to help us grow. The show is based on three main pillars, which are creativity, adventure, and purposeful living. My intention is to create positive momentum in the direction of real human growth. And I believe by taking a glimpse into the lives and minds of good people through deep conversations, we have the opportunity to open ourselves up to immense growth that can be later injected back into this crazy world. This is more than just another podcast. It's an energy of intentional growth that's been manifested from the beauty of the creative spirit, the call for adventure, and the power of purposeful living. This is quite a unique episode on the good people effect. A little while ago, I had a conversation with Sylvan, who's a handpan artist and the host of the Handpan podcast. And this is, I guess, part two of that conversation. So the first one, he came onto the good people effect And we had a chat about the simple joy of creating connection and and life in general. And we continued this conversation and he interviewed me, which was quite a, a strange experience. But I think it was great because it was a good conversation and it gave me a chance to really reflect on my own journey, which gave me a lot of things to think about. So... I hope you hope you really get into this episode uh, and check out the last one as well because it was a very special chat and you don't necessarily have to listen to them in order, but part one is available as well. Also, head over to the Handpan podcast if you haven't already because Sylvan dives really deep into really interesting transformative journeys that people have been on uh, with the Handpan, this instrument that just, it's, it's, it's pure magic. And it creates a space for people to really grow. So uh, head over to the Handpan Podcast, have a listen, uh, check out part one of our conversation as well. Uh, but yeah, let's get into the chat with Sylvan. Okay, great. Well, Michael, thank you for joining me uh, for this episode. It's so good to chat with you again. Thanks for having me on the show and thank you for, for the invitation. I'm, I'm excited to have another conversation because I feel like the last one we had was, was very enjoyable. Yes, and I feel like we need to give some background for listeners. This feels like part two of a conversation between you and me because part one happened on your podcast, the Good People Effect podcast. And we'll get into that in a moment. Um, But you were incredibly kind to invite me on your show and it feels great to uh, now kind of turn the table and get to hear more about your story. Um, an obvious place to start is uh, you have a really cool accent, Michael. Where are you from? Thank you. It's it's an Aussie accent, and I'm from Melbourne, Australia. It's kind of like the south part of the country. And um, what time is it there right now? So at the moment, I'm in I'm on Vancouver Island in Canada. So it's actually about midday um, where I'm from. I think it's like the next day. And some change, so it's it's quite difficult to stay in touch with people from home. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm on Vancouver Island at the moment. It's about midday. Oh, that's great. What brings you to Vancouver Island? Well, I'm on a. It's kind of like a workaway experience. I really wanted to visit British Columbia. I, I felt like there was a, a lot of natural beauty that I wanted to experience here, and I was trying to find a way to do it while still working on the podcast. And I met a guy online that does these. They're kind of like adventure wildlife tours. So we go out on the boat and there's like bear watching and, and we, from a distance, we look at um, wildlife, whales and it's uh, eagles. It's an amazing thing and it sounded great. 
um, online and he needed someone to help him run a bed and breakfast on Vancouver Island. And I kind of made a little video and sent it to him. And here I am. So I'm here. I've been here for a couple of months now and I've got about another six weeks to go. Wow. Man, that sounds like a remarkable experience among many, many travel experiences that you've had. And I'm, I'm going to ask you about that. Um, you know, one of the things that um, I noticed right away when uh, you reached out to me and I checked out some of your art is the term Today Dreamer. This is uh, your domain name for your website, todaydreamer.com. It's also um, your handle on social media, uh, on Instagram. What does Today Dreamer mean to you? That's, a, that's an awesome question. No one's actually ever asked me that before. Uh, so today dream art for me is, is the idea of having dreams uh, daily, uh, but also acting on them and um, really kind of not sweeping anything under the rug, not kind of daydreaming and trying to be as much as you can, you know, in the moment or, ex or something we spoke about in our last conversation as well trying to live in the moment as much as possible and letting go of the times that we're not able to do so but really just taking action it's like a little reminder to myself to take action uh, on the dreams that I have and really you know um, use the tools that I have at my disposal to create something hmm that's a beautiful juxtaposition because um, you're right oftentimes the term dreamer becomes a, a caricature, right, of someone who just lives in their inner world, uh, which is important, but who doesn't take action. And you come across to me as someone who's really balanced that, cultivating and, and nurturing your, your creative, imaginative world, but also pursuing some really adventurous experiences So it's, it's just a beautiful picture of a new, a third way, an alternative to, to really balance those, those things. Where does that originate? I, f I, don't, I, can't, I don't think I could point it to a single origin, but I guess through all my experiences and, and just different situations that I've been in and, and kind of analyzing the outcome afterwards and trying to learn from certain certain things that, that happen that were in situations that we're in and, and try to see things from as many perspectives as possible, I guess um, I've just developed into who I am. It's, I can't really say it was one thing more than another, uh, but I really feel like the message that you know, your imagination is what reality actually is, is, is an important one that I've, I've learned for myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, so... You're a filmmaker, a photographer, a handpan player. Talk to me about this creative itch that you've scratched. What are some of the, the, the paths that you've explored um, tapping into your creativity? I, I don't know if I've s sort of scratched it just yet, to be honest, Sylvain. I feel like it's, it's like a constant um, game, I guess, and... I, I want to develop further and I'm and I'm I feel like I'm honestly in a lot of ways just beginning my journey. I guess if I was going to kind of start from some point it would probably be uh, I went into 
went into school to study advertising and I felt uh, kind of drawn to advertising. Right? This is another lesson that I've kind of figured out just recently and really kind of experiences when you're drawn to something and you follow it. Um, it it's interesting what happens um, in comparison to when you don't. Mm. And anyways, so I, I got into uh, advertising and I studied advertising for a little while. And then I went off and uh, weirdly enough, got a job at a bank. And I worked at the bank for a little while and I felt my, I don't know, I just felt myself slipping away. And I didn't feel like uh, the life I was living was right for me. I felt like there was something kind of wrong on the inside. So I decided to save up some money and go on, go on a bit of adventure to Europe for three months. And that adventure, although there was, it was in my early 20s, there was a lot of kind of partying and chasing girls and um, doing, doing things that, I don't know, it's just like it was a younger version of me. I learned a lot from that experience and I was exposed to, you know, different kinds of scenarios as you are when you travel. Mm-hmm. And um, there was this course. There was this course on creativity. I kind of left the advertising thing behind. There was this course on creativity that I was trying to get into, and uh, yeah, they accept only the fifty, like fifty students out of the all the entries, thousands of entries from the country. And I tried before, and I just didn't get in. But I didn't put much effort into the application. And while I was kind of traveling, I was in Serbia, where a lot of my family's from. And I realized that I really wanted to, you know, I wanted to get into this course. I wanted to try again. So I got back home, put some time and energy into the best application I could kind of put together. And I got in. I was like super happy and things were going really well because this was a 16-week course and of intense kind of creative thinking and Mm -hmm. ideas. And I'd heard really good things about it. And it was called Award School. And it really led into a career in advertising uh, in, a, in a different way, and I wouldn't say easier, but in a shorter period of time than, you know, three years at university. Mm-hmm. So then I uh, completed this course, did, did okay, and then I, I couldn't get a job in advertising and I was really struggling. And um, I, I met a girl at that point and um, there was an unusual set of circumstances and um, we'd only known each other for a short period of time and and she fell pregnant. And at that point, everything seemed to, because uh, it, it was it's a very complicated kind of topic and, and really kind of um, intricate and um, unusual, really. But um, it was kind of like something that I wasn't ready for at that time. I, I didn't feel I was the person I needed to be to be a father for a child and goes into my history of not having a father myself and it's, it's very kind of complex the the set of um, circumstances what actually happened and the whole scenario was really hard it was a hard time and now um, coming out of that I'm, I'm really blessed to have the most beautiful son in the world and i'm just i'm so happy that i've got this kind of little ray of light in my life wow but this was a this was a kind of a, something that happened that was really it really shook my world up upside down inside out it was crazy and those choices I, was, I needed to make and they all seemed like the wrong path and during this time I actually met the handpan 
And mm. I feel like the instrument was in a way a companion to me. And, you know, the handpan was always there, always ready to play with me and uh, sing to me and work with me uh, while I worked with myself. So uh, then I got I got this job in advertising anyways in the end and I, I was working um, on my job was as a creative thinking of ideas for ads. So we would work with different mediums, whether it was radio, digital, um, outdoor, and we would need to think of ideas for a brief. And this, this uh, I guess, creative flexing of the muscle, the creative muscle, and kind of um, looking at things from different angles and trying to figure out things and, and come up with those light bulb moments, those insights, um, really was a great time. But there was another side to advertising that I felt quite difficult to deal with, and that was that I was creating for sometimes great things like the Lost Dogs Home, um, but there was also things like gambling companies and uh, brands that were just kind of not aligned with my internal values. And I felt like I wasn't creating for me. You know, I felt like I was creating um, for, for something else that, that um, wasn't true to who I was. So I ended up leaving and I wanted to find out a bit more about who I, who I am. So I went on this journey. I sold a lot of my things and I... And I left my hand pad behind actually which is another thing we can get into but um i had a bunch of stuff and i, I really miss my hand pad a lot and I, and I can't wait to reunite with her um but i went on this journey and now i'm kind of putting all my focus into the podcast and helping other people as much as i can and i guess that's some insight into where the creative creativity was developed i guess but in terms of where it kind of originated it's pretty hard to say. Yeah. You've gone through a lot. It's, uh, it, we can hear the, the transformation, the, the transformative process, which takes time. It's not, um, you know, one day you wake up and, and everything's different. And I can also see that you're someone who's uh, drawn to purpose and how working for uh, clients in the advertising world, uh, whose purpose you don't align with would be really difficult. So now that you get to create content that fits into your worldview and your values, um, has that been uh, a fulfilling experience? I feel, I feel like it must, must be a fulfilling experience. Like it must have affected me on some level. Um, but it's not something I guess I recognize. It must. I feel like it might be an internal thing. Um, like, for example, do you feel like with your conversations on the Handpan podcast that you kind of you grow through these conversations, even though you might not notice it, uh, you know, straight straight away afterwards? That's an excellent question. Um, we talked about this last time on our previous conversation. Really, the, the, the act of publishing a finished podcast episode is anticlimactic. It's um, nothing happens. There's no fireworks. There's no one cheering you up, uh, congratulating you for all the work you put in. So really, the value comes right now. And I should even say that you reaching out to me a couple months ago was incredibly invigorating. Um, 
because I think culturally we're not good uh, at talking with strangers because you and I had never met. We have a lot of common friends, I think, in the handpin world, but we had never spoken. We had never met in person. Uh, so I find a lot of value in in that. But kind of back to your question and to your point, yeah, perhaps the value is in the process, not so much in the 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 result. So it's in the in the journey, not the the destination. Would that does that speak to you? Does that resonate with you? Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely in the journey. It seems like one of those cliches we always hear, though. Uh, it seems like that, you know. It's all about the journey, not about the destination. But it's so funny how these cliches kind of have another layer because a lot of them, obviously, they're based on a lot of truth and they've become cliches for a reason. Um, but it is definitely about um, experiencing as much as you can and being open to the journey and following. And something I was thinking about a little bit earlier is like kind of following where you're f- where you're following how you feel you know if you feel like going in a direction and it feels right you just follow it like i feel like that is it's an important thing that i've learned and i feel like i've learned that the hard way in in or in a difficult way that really makes the lesson a lot stronger so you made that choice to leave that job sell your stuff and and travel um that's a bold move did it feel bold at the time when you did that? It was it was a decision that I made quite a long time before I was able to do it. Um, and it felt, it did feel, I guess, I'm not sure if bold's the right word. It felt scary. It felt like it was something that I needed to do to be the best person I could be for the ones around me and to learn more about myself. But it didn't feel like it would have been a walk in the park. It felt like, in a way, I was going into the dark lands and I didn't know what I would face. And But, but I didn't feel like I had a choice because if I wouldn't, wouldn't have gone with my calling, I feel like the alternative would have been a lot, uh, a lot more difficult. Hmm. It's kind of, in a way, letting go and just allowing instead of fighting what you know is true within you. But I mean, all that wasn't in my head at the time. I just, I just felt it, I guess. Yeah. So then, walk me through what happened. Where did these travels take you? What kind of adventures did you go on, and for how long? So I left uh, around May last year, and I went to I found some cheap tickets to Hawaii. And I went there for a little while and I was couch surfing and I ended up having some great adventures in nature with someone I met through someone else, which is another great kind of um, great thing about traveling and connection and new friends. And then after there, I went to uh, to Colombia and all this time I really wanted to, you know, develop the podcast. I had already kind of created the good people effect and I wanted to continue with it but I started making videos because that's what felt right at the time and I felt it very difficult to juggle uh, having experiences while traveling or being open to as many as possible what with work on you know a YouTube channel making YouTube videos and also creating podcast episodes so it was really just work versus play 
So I got a place in Colombia for a month. It was actually in a dangerous little town, which I didn't realize when I booked it. And I was just in this house for a month and I got super lonely. Um, but I got a lot of things done and I moved forward in, in a lot of different ways. And then from Colombia, I headed south. I, I went to uh, Ecuador, a little bit in Peru, and went to Chile. And then after that, I went to uh, Costa Rica and and had an amazing experience there and met some amazing humans there. And I don't know how much details to go into. It's been quite a while. It was, it was about a year and a half of traveling and, and now I'm here in, in, on Vancouver Island and I've still got a little bit more to go and then I'm going to be heading back to uh, Melbourne to spend some time with my son. And um, the podcast is, is really my focus at the moment. Mm-hmm. I feel all these adventures have been great, but they've kind of led me back in a way to the podcast. And I, I think it's kind of interesting now looking at this back and, and seeing what happened with creativity and advertising and how I kind of stopped for a while and got a job at the bank and then traveled and then came back to it with more kind of focus and, and attention, intention as well. And I think I've done the same thing, I, I feel, with the podcast now. And I'm really in this stage with it where I, I've just... I'm really happy that it's in my life and that I created it and that I have the chance to speak and meet people like yourself and, you know, have conversations and be able to, you know, maybe have a little influence on, on other people's lives and, and help them on their journeys. Yeah. And I'm glad that you're being, um, I, I thank you for being honest about the the ups and downs of of traveling oftentimes we romanticize this idea of just backpacking and and just traveling through south america or europe or have you had any bad or or tough experiences i definitely had difficult ones um i wouldn't call them bad though and um i kind of look at things as as though they've all got their importance um whether we see them as good or bad in the moment. And through traveling, yeah, I've had, I've had plenty of difficult experience. I would even say sometimes on a daily basis. So there was a lot of struggles um, with loneliness, like I, like I mentioned in Colombia, and the juggling of, of working and, and feeling like I'm not doing enough, I guess, um, to uh, really um, you know, lighten up my my own creative spirit and to create Mm. Um, but also you know uh, challenges daily challenges like you know getting on the wrong bus and ending up you know in a different nearly in a different country or waiting at the border for like um, 19 hours with uh, a lot of venezuelan people that are just struggling and hearing their stories and learning that the struggle that i'm going through right now by waiting here is nothing compared to what they're going through having to leave their country mm-hmm. and kind of you know make it make their own way and going going through uh, like robberies and going through situations where there's been a lot of danger i guess and and kind of violence um yeah there's been a lot of difficult situations you know um uh even with relationships and it's it's been it's been complicated, but I feel like these are all good. Like I wouldn't have, I wouldn't change any of that. And I think they're also an important part of who I am. And, 
um, I welcome you know any challenge because I feel like that way I can really I can move closer towards um, myself. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying the conversation. If you are enjoying the podcast, please consider subscribing. And if you're enjoying, I guess, Sylvan's interview style, then please head over to the Handpan podcast where you can listen to more transformative journeys that have been kind of brought into being by this magical instrument, the Handpan. Uh, Sylvain's got a really interesting way of asking questions and, and listening. He's he's great conversationalist, and it's amazing to listen to some of the insights that he uncovers through these discussions. So head over to the Handpan podcast and check it out. It sounds like creativity, even though you were not able to travel with your Handpan, still played a role in, in your time away. What are some of the outlets that... Um, where you could sort of scratch that creative itch? Well, uh, so many. I feel like with, with the videos, creating videos and just mucking around with that medium um, and just creating soundscapes. So I've been recording sounds of nature in places I've been going and mucking around with that. Uh, other instruments I've found to be really kind of useful companions because it helps me kind of stay within that, I don't know what you want to call it, that frequency of playing and, and uh, you know, enjoying music. I was, I recently bought a, a flute, which I've been playing, a, a Native American flute, which mm-hmm. is on the easier side to learn. And it's a lot of fun to muck around with. And I can see patterns between learning that and the handpan. I've, I've always been really connected to percussion for some reason and I had a really strong attraction to it. Uh, so I was, when I was in Costa Rica, I was playing a lot of like the djembe and there was a world-class uh, percussionist there that I was kind of uh, vibing with and, and jamming with, which was which was a lot of fun and uh, shout out to Gabriel. But um, yeah, just anything I've, I've, I've been able to write a little bit and anything at all that I can kind of find that I've been able to find, but um, yeah, it is. It is quite, quite a challenge traveling without the instrument at the same time. Have you spent in your in your years as a as a handpan artist? Have you spent much time away from your instrument at all? No, barely. Um, there is one period of of time when I first moved to the U.S. I lived in the state of New York, and my wife girlfriend at the time lived in Minnesota. So a three-hour flight away, and I once uh, let her borrow my, my hong for two months, and I, I didn't have any sort of instrument, any hong handpan for for those two months. And, um, you know, honestly, I it was probably a good thing, but I, I had a little bit of an identity crisis because I think we can <laughs> attach so much of who we are or who we want to be to these instruments, which are obviously so cool so i i do appreciate that the the challenge the difficulty in traveling without your handpan did you consider it before you left was it out of the question because it was too bulky what was the decision like that was a very difficult one i went through a couple of months of just going crazy and 
um, just losing it and and trying to figure out what my what what I'll take on the trip. I was trying to kind of organize and control everything before I left and made sure that I you know got the weight down as low as possible, but I still had some cameras to make some videos and audio equipment and um, you know stuff to be able to have keep going on the podcast down the road if I felt like it. Mm-hmm. Um, plus my clothes and toiletries and everything they usually take. I tried to find the right bag and then I didn't know what clothes I would have because it was kind of like one set of clothes for a long period of time. And then the hand pan on top of that, it was like I really wanted to take the pan, but it felt like, I don't know, it was a very difficult thing because, yeah, it is quite delicate. It is quite fragile. Mm-hmm. And the amount of joy I'd get from playing it would have been crazy. But I thought to myself, I would always be able to send send um, the hand pan to myself and i even got a, a smaller hand pan i got uh, a miram from asachan oh yeah and i sold my other pans to my best friend and my brother so they were kind of still in in reach mm-hmm. if, <laughs> if i wanted to have a jam and um got like a small small case and i was ready to go with the hand pan but then it was just it was just too much stuff like it was a lot of weight and i didn't feel light and i felt like in, in, in a lot of ways, it would be amazing to be with my instrument. And in other ways, it would be a real struggle. Um, but now, looking back, like I've tried sending it to myself and it's been super expensive. And um, looking back, I, I, I don't know. I might have actually, I might actually, might have taken it. I don't think I'll ever leave leave my hand pan again or a, a hand pan anyways. So, um, I really can't wait to get back. And start jamming and playing every day and and just reconnecting, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, it seems like obviously it's been a rich lesson to to be that long without uh, this tool, this creative tool that has uh, brought so much good in your life. And at the same time, I can't help but think that perhaps it has brought you to a sense of balance that's contentment right there right like being being good with plenty and and being good when when we are lacking things and yeah 100 percent. and i think it comes it kind of ties into what you were saying about you know sometimes we can you know become so attached to certain things you know whether it's the hand pan or even you know the video camera or another part of us that we really that becomes you know a larger and larger part of who we are and I think it's it's good to be able to, you know, somehow find periods of time without those things so we can kind of release ourselves from having to have it and, and kind of, but not, not get rid of it totally, obviously, keep it in our lives if it makes us happy. But so we don't, you know, we're not, not kind of always surrounded by something and, and we're not totally you know what that thing is because we're we're a lot more than that and i feel like sometimes it's hard when we when we're so engulfed in like for example filmmaking when you're just filmmaking every day and you want to get better and you're learning and you're loving it um but it's important to balance balance out your life with other things and and some time away from the camera yeah there might be some value in keeping some moments private to maybe exploring doing a a handpan fast for a certain duration <laughs> to not become um shuffled into uh, a loss of identity yeah definitely i felt like 
a lot of times in life, and I read something about this when I was reading uh, Letters to a Stoic, Seneca, and uh, he's talking about not like going without, for example, having the means to have delicious meals every day and dress in kind of luxurious clothing, but ha- like going without that, you know, going on fasts and, and living like in his in his scenario in his specific example i think he said something like it was even if you're like a rich man you would live as a poor man would live just to know that you can go without um, which in some weird way makes you a lot stronger and you know if that time ever did come or that day ever did come everything wouldn't fall apart because you know that you can adapt to the change and I, f- I felt that in my own life in, in a lot of different instances. Um, so I think it's it's good to exercise that every now and then. But I, for me, in my personal scenario, um, I think it was a little bit too long. <laughs> and, <laughs> and yeah, I can't wait to kind of reconnect. Um, have you ever uh, come across that within uh, your own journey or your own journey? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, there's a whole movement of, minimalism that's growing in the west and it's this idea that less is more that um, you gain value from decluttering and and trying to go without things that you once thought were essential and you realize that there are very very few essential things in your life um, which are going to be obviously your shelter transportation, clothing, food, utilities, you know, the basic necessities. But a a tool, a creative tool, even as amazing and remarkable as the handpan, um, it is not an essential in a sense. But how amazing is its capability to facilitate those experiences? That's something to wonder at. Mm -hmm. And the connections, the connections with other like-minded enthusiasts and and I know that that community of handpan enthusiasts is is growing rapidly where you're from. Um, I've heard so much about Pan Oz, the handpan gathering there, to which I think you've been a part of. Tell me about a bit about the the handpan community and the connections that you've made around this instrument back home. Oh, that's such a good question, Sylvain. That is that's the best. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that just makes me smile, and I can hear the smile in your voice as you're saying that as well. Ha- Panos is so dear to my heart because it's such a special, uh, it's just such a special environment that's created by Adrian, Jeremy, uh, Tim, Tom, all the guys there. It's just, it's just a beautiful uh, setting where you can just be. You know, you can really just be, and it's a, it's in a beautiful place. It's there's an old church that's. Uh, by the ocean along uh, one of the greatest roads in the world, the Great Ocean Road. It's a beautiful drive. Um, if you've never never had a chance to to you know visit this part of Australia, then next time you're there, definitely definitely go for a drive down the Great Ocean Road. But you get to this old church, and uh, it's it's so beautiful because within that church there's a little stage and and people come and they play and there's little performances that go on and then during the day. You kind of interact with one another and, and with nature. And it's just it's just such a special environment. And I've made so many 
so many great connections there. I, I was actually went there before I even had an instrument. And um, yeah, one came up for a flash sale, a Halo uh, Voyager in, in F. Mm-hmm. And um, I ended up getting my first handpan after the night before being a little bit like, uh, upset about not not getting winning the lottery, I guess, because I had like a little lottery for the chance to, to purchase a couple of pans, and it was it's just such a great place and so many amazing people that I've met that I've had on the show as well and had chats with, and um, it really just I don't know it it really just made me feel like I was in the right place while I was there. And I can't wait to go back in, in January and kind of see how it's it's developed now. Because um, yeah. that was the very first panels I went to and then went to another one a couple of years later. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what's happening, um, what's, what it's going to be like. Because every time it's, it's a new individual experience like, like anything, I guess. But I'd like to explore more gatherings. I've never been to any other gatherings. And would you be able to... Um, point me in the right direction. Are there, there's, um, are there any that you could kind of highlight as maybe being some of your favorites or ones that you've had really special experiences at? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I've had the chance to go to a number of wonderful handpan gatherings, um, and I really appreciate the art of gathering. You know, mm. as the, the handpan um, art forum grows you know the whole is greater than the sum of its parts it is now a global uh, phenomenon a a global community and um, I think inevitably we're going to start seeing some handpan festivals that will be a little bit more structured like traditional music festivals with performers and spectators I understand that in any art form there's an incredible amount of talent and that should be celebrated um, but I think what I'm interested in is the art of gathering where instead of performers and spectators, you're all participants and, uh, you're all equal. And, and it sounds like it's what you experienced at Panaz. Um, I just went to this remarkable sort of last minute event put together by Chef D and Josh Rivera in North Carolina in the U S and, uh, David Gallagher described it as planning a camping trip with friends. There was uh, leadership and and organization, but that leadership consisted of getting out of the way. So there were no announcements. The way that they did concerts was really inventive and and very forgiving and and inviting to not just the folks who have been playing for 10 years, but the folks who have never played in public. And to me, those kinds of events are so transformative. I just, I just love that. Yeah, they're really, they're really, they're really powerful, and it, it's, it's so nice to hear that uh, that these kind of events happen or to know about them. Um, because before, I guess, uh, entering, stepping into the dimension of the hand hand, I, I had no idea, had no clue, and it's a very special thing. I think. Uh, because of the special energy around the instrument, special, interesting, um, I can't even use words to explain it, but things happen uh, that don't normally happen. And it, it's such a beautiful um, 
instrument that's kind of crafted with a lot of intention and that's that spreads so much positive energy and i guess a gathering around that instrument uh, automatically seems to kind of invite the same type of uh, vibrations i'm just mm. throwing out words but you get what i'm saying yeah um i like gatherings though in general as well especially ones that are really thoughtfully put together we have a at home i've got a circle of friends and we have uh, something called conversation parties and and what we do is we we invite a bunch of people and they can invite other people and we sit in a circle and we just throw random questions into like a, a, a jar and then we pull them out and we just talk about them and they can be as big or small and whatever's on your mind like would you prefer inception or interstellar or they could be like what do you think happens after you die so and then we just talk and gatherings uh, it's just a beautiful thing if they're done in a conscious way yeah i agree i mean how rare that is in the culture for people who don't know each other to actually get together i just think that it doesn't happen um it doesn't happen a lot so when you're back do you have any any projects any ideas and of how you're gonna uh, mix this all together and sort of uh, engage in that next step of your creative adventure yes and i was actually just thinking about some of that earlier today this morning when i woke up i was thinking about uh taking things and combining everything together um but i want to do it in a gradual process where i'm really taking my time i'm in no rush and i haven't gotten a perfect picture of, of, of the end goal i kind of just want to do a lot of what we were saying and just follow my intuition and, and work on myself and and see how this thing evolves and and kind of um ride the wave rather than trying to force anything i i want to i mean i remember in our last conversation you were talking about you know building things better and not bigger and mm. doing things with a sense of i guess authenticity so that's that's the way i want to approach the the podcast and and all my kind of focus and energy is on the podcast at the moment i really want to be able to it's called the good people effect because i want to be able to surround listeners with the right people to help them grow and just be around other conscious humans on this rock and just kind of being able to kind of tune into each other's frequencies and just um, move forward together and it's based on creativity adventure and purposeful living um, and i feel like that's where my that's where my intention and my focus is at the moment and i want to develop it to a point where i just continue to have these amazing conversations like with people like yourself and and a lot of other guests that i've had have just been like a really great time so i'm i'm growing and i'm developing while also helping listeners on the, on their personal journeys and i'm, I'm doing something that i want to be doing I'm, I'm using my creativity and kind of focusing it in uh, like a laser in in my chosen direction and um, that's that's kind of where i'm heading i want to incorporate video down the track i want to get some video going down the track but i, I don't want to rush things i'm, I'm the handpan still a very integral part of the show i want to increase that and i want to add some um you know different things in with the handpan i want to I'm, I'm very excited about the good people effect as you can tell because mm -hmm. i really believe in it and i really believe that if we you know if we look within um, and we and we work on ourselves 
then the, the people around us will get some of this effect. And if we listen in to the stories and experiences and um, journeys of other people and we're open to them and open to, like you said, looking at things from new perspectives and, and what people have to say, then we will grow and the people around us will get some of that effect. And it's just like this contagious kind of momentum that we're kind of putting out there into the to the universe. Yeah. Well, it's a great service to all of us. Um, I've listened to a few of your podcast episodes and, and browsed through the rest and seen all the different topics and the wide array of people that you've had on your show. Um, it's just so valuable to hear and I do want to um, encourage you, obviously you don't need me to, to say this, you already know it, but to take your time to give yourself space because mm. um, what the topics that you touch on, they're very intentional, they're very good, deep conversations. Um, and sometimes that requires taking uh, time and, and giving yourself space to also... Um, recharge your own creative uh, battery to be able to produce that content um, we live in a day and age where podcasts and youtube channels and, and albums and music and just media content in general is supposed to uh, be put out regularly like a, a factory H have you experienced some of the pressure of having to release having to publish and how have you dealt with kind of giving you space yeah, that's a very interesting point. I, I kind of believe in both sides of, of the story. Like, I feel like you should be able to just release things when things feel natural and not force them force them out or feel like you need to stick to a timeline that you've, that's kind of self-imposed because you've um, opened up to the pressure of the outside world. But I, I still feel in the same breath to move forward. Um, uh, it it kind of needs to be like, for me anyways, like I'm I'm playing in my own space and time, but I I know how the other side of the fence works and I want to be able to, I guess, uh, dip into that side from time to time and put some, you know, extended periods of focus and work into things, but always allow for that balance to have time to be able to develop the creativity like you mentioned and, and the experiences and open up and, and live really because it can get quite demanding and it can get quite uh, frustrating and uh, feel feel wrong or doesn't like uh, feel unnatural to continually push content out like a factory on a consistent basis just you know depend I think it depends on what uh, the intention is behind it and what the reason is and that's something that I think it's, it's worth looking within and, and, and just kind of thinking about and for all of us that create. Um, because at the end of the day, I really believe creation should be for itself so that you can create. And so the, these pressures are, are kind of, um, they make things difficult. It's a lesson I learned, uh, again, really recently. When I went to Costa Rica and I spent some time there, I came up with some... Uh, came out with some amazing revelations i was a month in the jungle immersed in nature and i got the chance to really think about things from a lot of different perspectives and angles which i really felt like um, has improved me immensely in, in the way i out, um, my outlook on things and helped me i guess get through certain things 
Um, but one of the main lessons was that time, you know, there's no rush, there's no speed, there's no um, uh, that I need to be going at or there's no time that I need to have certain things done. Um, at the same time, I still need to put the internal effort in and, and work ethic. But um, everything else is like, you know, you just allow things to be naturally and that's that's kind of a, a, a the way it should be. Like, why should there be a certain pressure? It doesn't need to be there if I choose not to allow it to be. Do you, do you get what I mean? Yeah. And I think that it, it really comes full circle uh, with this phrase that you coined, today dreamer, because you really embody that uh, contemplative approach, but also taking action. Um, and that's really inspiring because uh, we can be leaning uh, too much one way or the other. So it's it's a good balance that you, a good model that you give us here. And uh, really for uh, for folks listening, um, todaydreamer.com, the Good People Effect podcast is uh, about to launch season two, right, Michael? That's right, season two. With lots of uh, just great uh, people that uh, you're going to learn from. And again, you were incredibly kind to have me on your show. Um, thank you so much for being here, um, for taking the time to share a bit of your story. And I just so look forward to continuing to um, to share in the journey because so much of what you do and what I do align and um, I just uh, look forward to uh, being in, in, in relationship um, even though we're very, very far away, a world apart. <laughs> yeah, me too. And thank you so much, Sabine, for having me on the show and coming onto my show and having a chat with me. I remember after the conversation, I was just, I was glowing. Like my partner looked at me and she's like, why are you so happy? I was like, I just had an amazing conversation with like a new friend and it was it was really nice feeling uh, so thank you uh, so much as well i've got uh, much gratitude i want to send your way and i'm keen to i'm keen to maybe even have a jam one day if we run into each other oh you we know, must at a um, at a gathering or wherever else well i think it's inevitable i i have a strong feeling our paths will cross soon and i really want to visit australia so and mm. it's coming up <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, this was awesome. Thank you for uh, being uh, courageous to reach out to a stranger and making a new friend. I'm really appreciative. And uh, we'll be in touch again soon. Okay, Sylvain. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Mm, you too. Thank you for tuning into another episode of The Good People Effect. I'm so happy and grateful to have you on the show with me, guys. And I'm I'm looking forward to where this journey takes us. Um, I've got a bunch of people that I've had conversations with and I've really, I feel like I've grown a lot and, and gathered some interesting insights that I can't wait to share with you guys. And I'm going to continue to have these conversations so that we can really open ourselves up to some growth in a, in a conscious way so we can move forward in the direction of our choosing and go through this life with a smile, with some positivity and spreading you know, spreading that energy out to everyone around us. So thank you. Um, if you haven't already, please consider subscribing and uh, check out Sylvan's show, The Handpan Podcast. All the information will be on goodpeopleeffect.com and I will catch you in the next episode. Thanks.